Hello, everybody. It is Saturday, May 7th, 2022, and I once again am here to welcome you to another episode of the Ordinary Podcast, Polynerdic.com's weekly nerd centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad. And this is going to be episode number 257 of this ridiculous little show of mine that I've been doing for so long. Um, this week's show, I have no real plan for. I uh, uh, had an interesting week. Uh, we discussed it last week. You know, I keep it very, 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 very open that I struggle with depression. And I spent most of this week struggling. Uh, but by midweek, I had my therapy uh, appointment, and that opened my eyes to a couple things. And then I'm I'm happy to report, as of uh, this morning, I feel like myself again. Uh, I feel so much like myself, and I have felt so much not like myself for so long uh, that that it, it uh, I feel like some like a completely different person. Um, it reminds me of when I first switched my medication up back in July of last year. This this complete eye opening change in who I who I am. Um, you know, obviously I'm still going to struggle. Uh, hopefully, less and less as time goes by. But I feel really good today. This is two days in a row where I've I've woke up just ready to go again. Um, and. Uh, I cannot recommend therapy highly enough. If you can afford it, because unfortunately it is, you know, it is pricey. If you can afford therapy in this country or whatever country you're in, uh, get it. Um, everybody, young, old, man, woman, non-binary, transgender, doesn't matter who you, whoever you are, get therapy. Because um, I think we all need it living in this hellscape of a world that we live in. Um. So I know I'm benefiting greatly from therapy, uh, and I think that's actually been part of my problem for most of this year has been I wasn't in therapy. I had to stop for a little bit when I switched jobs and switched insurance and stuff, but now that I'm back in it and I'm, I'm seeing my therapist every two weeks, I feel better already just after you know three, four sessions. Um, didn't have a lot of time this week to, to look at the news. Uh, I took Tuesday night. Um, I watched uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home for the first time ever, or No Way Home. Was it No Way Home? The newest Spider-Man movie. Um, loved it. Uh, I, I do think. Uh, I know it's been out for several months, so technically I could talk about spoilers. Um, but spoilers, I think, are the thing that kind of lessened my enjoyment a little bit. Um, because, and I'm not even talking like the way the internet got all excited about the, the three Spider-Men. Um, I kind of assumed that was coming and I assumed that was becoming because the trailer showed us that they were bringing in villains from, from other Spider-Man movies, you know, like you're not going to bring in Doc Ock and the Green Goblin and the Lizard and Jamie Foxx's Electro you're not going to do all that and then not have the associated Spider-Man also show up, right? Um, 
So it was one of those instances where the trailer already told me what was going to happen in the movie. There was only one thing that happened in the movie that involved a death that I didn't see coming, um, that I found heartbreaking um, because I love that particular actress uh, and her performances, uh, especially as the character she plays. Um, but other than that, I uh, I really enjoyed the movie. It might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um And I, I pulled the plug on watching. I spent $6 to watch it uh, because today, uh, shortly after this recording goes up, uh, I will be seeing Doctor Strange. I'm going to the movie theater for the first time in two years. Um, I'm hoping it's not packed because uh, that will lessen my enjoy enjoyment quite a bit in many ways. Um, I'll, I'll mask up because, um, you know, COVID's not over. Uh, you should always have a mask on in public. If you don't, you're an asshole. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I hear it's a horror movie. Um, the friend I'm going with hates horror movies. Uh, and I hope they're okay <laughs> with the horror movie. Um Like, I've known my friend for over a decade, or right around a decade now, and she has never enjoyed a horror movie, so I'm hoping she gets through this one okay. Um, I like Sam Raimi's horror movies. I like Sam Raimi's movies, period. Um, I can't think of one I've seen that I didn't like. Uh, I can double check, though. Let me see. I mean, probably the, the closest... Closest to not liking a movie Sam's done for me is um, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead 1, whichever one where the, the tree rape scene happened. I did not, did not like that one. My favorite Evil Dead movie is obviously Army of Darkness. Um, it's Evil Dead 1, I think, was where the... Let's see. What did he direct? Wow, he went from Drag Me to Hell in 2013 and 20, 2009, which was a good movie. I like Drag Me to Hell, uh, to Oz the Great and Powerful, which I still haven't seen. Let's see. He directed the three Spider-Man movies. So I, I enjoyed them. I haven't seen For the Love of the Game, A Simple Plan, he did The Quick and the Dead, the 1995 version? Huh. I didn't know that. That's a good movie. Yeah, Sam's got an interesting style. And I'm glad I was over overcome with joy when they found or when they announced that he was gonna be the director. So I don't know if next week's show is going to be a spoiler discussion of the Multiverse of Madness or what, but I am so excited. I haven't been to the movie since February of 2020. Uh, I think it was either Alita Battle Angel or Birds of Prey. 
2020 movie releases. Let's see. Yeah, Birds of Prey came out February 7th. So let's see. I think Elite of Battle Israel actually came out in December of the previous year. Birds of Prey came out the 7th of February. That was the last one. Last movie I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey. I enjoyed that one. Um, so it's fitting that a superhero movie brought me back out for the first time. I'm just really excited. I, I haven't... Like, that used to be the thing, right? You, you went and you saw the Marvel movies in theater. Um... I'm very excited. I am so excited about this. Um, like I said, I just really hope that my buddy makes it through the movie because she really does not like horror films. Um, and I read that last night as I was falling asleep that uh, B. Dave Walters posted a thing about it's not what you think it is. It's basically a horror movie. Um, so that's going to be really, really entertaining when my friend sits down and gets scared um what else i dabbled a little bit in elden ring i if you follow me on twitch you know that i didn't stream any this week um my normal weekend streams are going to be a little little wonky for a minute uh because today like i said i'm going to the movies uh, i'll stream after that and then i'll stream on sunday um but next week, I'll have my 16-year-old. And then the two weekends after that, I'll have my kids all together. Um, because uh, we had to mix things up this month, uh, weekend custody-wise, uh, to accommodate things that are going on. Um, but so this weekend's going to be the stream weekend and I'm hoping since I feel better now I will continue to feel better and I will have the energy to stream next week cuz I you know I've I've played a I've played like probably like 6 hours of Elden Ring off stream this week um, cuz I I played like at least an hour or two a couple of days and I just explored and and farmed runes like I found a really yes Elden Ring players I I do rune rune farm um I found a really really handy spot where I could uh, draw enemies together and get them to fight each other. And it, it's just a great spot to, to increase my runes um, and get stronger uh, with minimal effort. Um, I don't think I did a whole, I accomplished a whole lot off stream other than exploration. I did meet the turtle Pope. Uh, that was a character I was very excited to meet. That was fact like, 
you know, a couple months ago, I said that that was the thing that like, I have to play this game. I, I must speak to the turtle Pope. Um, so I got to do that and, um, I can, I can put Elden Ring away happy now, knowing that I, I did make it to the turtle Pope. I am going to, uh, continue playing it though. Um, and not just because it's the only thing I have to play that is an animal crossing. Uh, but it is, you know, it is something I'm enjoying deeply. Uh, I did see um, the dude who makes one of the dudes who makes really good uh, soul songs, uh, which is a genre of music, which is you know music inspired by or about uh, Soulsborne games and worlds. Um, Gavin uh, Miracle of Sound. He was talking about the end game needing rebalanced because he had a ridiculously long health bar. Uh, I saw the clip he posted. And he got one shot by a regular enemy um, in the end game, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's scary as shit." I'm going to start dumping all of my stuff into vigor. Um, get that health bar going across the top of the screen. Um, I'm really enjoying the game, though. And it's funny that it, I'm still at the point where it and Animal Crossing are the two things I'm playing. Um, probably going to paint some minis today. Got some I'm working on that are pivotal for the next coming weeks of games. Looking at them right now. That's why I sound like I'm far away from the mic. Um... But yeah, that's that's basically all my week has been. Has been struggling with depression, getting over that, getting better, watching Spider-Man, getting excited about the movies today, um, playing Smelden Ring. Uh, so that catches you up on what I've been up to, which is you know, our normal opening format. Uh, I did want to talk about one really important thing, um, and this will be a test for some of you, because I know... I know how it goes. Um, I'm going to say it point blank to your face. Reproductive rights are human rights. The bullshit going on with the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade and the way that it is going to shatter democracy and the republic, rather, um, has me rattled. Um, you know, I'm a straight white guy. I will never have to have an abortion. That Roe v. Wade doesn't affect me personally that way. But I truly believe it is an established right in this country. It is an important right that women have bodily autonomy. This bullshit that's going on, it took like three days for Louisiana to draft a bill that has now decided... Because, you know, politicians are medical experts as well. Um, Louisiana just pushed through a bill that defines life as starting at fertilization. Which, if you know anything about anything, you know that very regularly eggs get fertilized and never successfully implant in the womb so the natural cycle of things 
technically it's a miscarriage that 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 no one knows happens you know like like they called them the miracle of life for a reason i truly believe that like it is a miracle anyone makes it because of all the very specific things that have to happen in order for life to survive and louisiana wants to make many forms of contraception illegal things like uh iud's they want to make fucking in vitro fertilization illegal for some reason a a, a thing that helps people that are struggling with fertility have babies or in some cases many cases i guess uh it helps you know um single people or or, or lesbian couples have babies. They want to make that illegal. And that's probably what it is. It probably has more to do with the, the homophobia angle. Um, miscarriages. They want to fucking make miscarriages illegal. Things that, that people have no control over. Things that are tragedy. I know people that have miscarried. And it broke them. They're going to make that a felony in Louisiana, and it's, it's insane. And I don't throw around ableist words like that, but this is certifiably mad scientist, evil dictator, comic book villain, mustache-twirling evil. You know, like, it is, it is that level of insanity, what's going on in this country. And it all starts with Justice Alito's bullshit about... Um, it basically not being enumerated in the Constitution. Because abortion specifically is not a guaranteed right in the Constitution, he thinks it should be a state's right issue. And as someone said on Twitter days ago, they're going to state's rights our rights away. Because we've got idiots like that, that f- fucking moron over in Indiana who thinks that interracial marriage should be a state's right issue. You got fucking fascist hypocrites like Ben Shapiro who want the Supreme Court to overturn gay marriage and make it a state's right issue. Um, Like, there's a lot of things wrong in the United States government. But the fact that we have federal law sometimes is a good thing. By them codifying gay marriage and making it the law of the land doesn't matter what state you're in you can you can be a homosexual and get married to someone of the same gender that is phenomenal people deserve that freedom they deserve that happiness I don't throw around terms like fascist lightly, uh, but the right has become Christo-fascists. They, they, the irony of people coming to this country to escape religious persecution originally, you know, we took the land from the, the Native Americans, unfortunately, but they came here 
to escape religious persecution, and then now they are becoming the persecutors while claiming to be persecuted themselves. Um, it disgusts me, and that's all I want. I, I just wanted to spend like five minutes talking about it because I had to get it off my chest. Um, You'll never hear me call them God-given rights because I know rights truly come from people. Governments decide rights. But I think, much like the Constitution says, uh, I think every living human being deserves a shot at happiness and freedom and security. Um, you know, you hear the right talk about um, equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. Uh, but I think we all have a right to a baseline existence. Nobody should be homeless. Nobody should be hungry. You know, we've got millions of empty homes in this country, more than enough homes to give everyone who's unhoused a place to live. Um, like FDR said when the minimum wage was established everyone deserves a living wage a wage that gives you a decent standard of living not a bare minimum standard of living but a decent living wage everyone deserves that and we're not getting it um Just very upset this week. That's part of what pushed me into getting better mentally because when the world's on fire, you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. You don't have time for self-loathing. Um, I need to feel better to fight these fights in whatever small way I can do. Um, I need clarity of mind and body to be able to be to make a stand. And that's what, you know, that's my point, you know. Um, and on a big enough timeline with a big enough audience, there's going to be people that are going to be like, well, you should just talk to the nerdy stuff. Don't stick to the nerdy stuff. Don't, don't, don't talk about politics and stuff. Well, the thing is, I think this, his name is Liberal Trucker on TikTok. He was talking about it on a clip I saw last night that, like, there are little political things that are, are differences of opinion. How money should be spent, you know? Should we spend more on education than or more on infrastructure? You know, things like that. Um, and it's a thing that drove a wedge between me and my, uh, my mother as well. That it is not a difference of opinion when you're talking about policy that causes great harm to groups of people. It is not a difference of opinion when you're talking about should people exist? Do people have a right to exist? Do people have a right to do things like get married? 
Do they have a right to have babies or not? And that's the kind of stuff that's that's not something you can overlook. You know, it's it's not. You know, people like to throw around terms like identity politics and bullshit like that. Um, and I used to be one of them. I'll, I'll freely admit it. I, I used to I used to have a problem with identity politics. Uh, but the thing is that I've learned over time, um, because that's the beauty about being a, 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 a fully functioning, uh, free thinking human being is, is you can see where you have blind spots and ideological fallacies and and can become a better person. And that's why I have been striving for for years, decades to be better than I was the day before is that like some policy just isn't a difference of an opinion. Some policy is hurtful, harmful, malicious. And even at my most religious conservative state, I felt that like homosexual marriage should be legal. Uh, I, t- I told my ex-father-in-law, he was ranting and raving one day in the early aughts about it. And I was like, Jim, buddy, buddy, I know you're convinced of what the eternal punishment for these people are going to be uh, just for existing. Um, let them be happy for their time here. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't ruin your marriage, your second marriage. Um let it be. Let go of that anger, man. It's not good for you. Um, and the problem we have in this country is that our quote-unquote left-leaning party is center-right. Uh, the Democrats are not truly left-leaning. Uh, they're still, uh, at best, liberals. They're still pro-capitalists. They're still pro-debt. They're still pro-business. Um, that's a problem for another another conversation, another podcast, probably, uh, not this one. So, uh, thank you for letting me vent for eleven minutes. Um, you know, Bungie got out there in support of reproductive rights. It had people telling them you should just stick to making games, and then their their valid point, in my opinion, was uh, people make games. People work at this company, and people deserve bodily autonomy. Uh, nobody deserves to be forced to have a child they don't want. Um, no one deserves to be forced to have a child that they uh, can't carry. You know, um, there's that ridiculous law out there. I think it's Iowa, Idaho, one of the one of the I states. Uh, has a law that says that entopic pregnancies have to be carried to term. It's a felony to abort an entopic preg- pregnancy. Excuse me. Um, you know, a pregnancy in the fallopian tube that will rupture the tube and kill both the baby and the mother cannot be terminated. Um, that is and that that's incredibly dense. Um, to say nothing of all the other sort of terrible, awful things that create pregnancies that you know children shouldn't be having, um, let alone adult women. Uh, and that's where it becomes a, not a difference in an opinion. 
not a difference in policy choice. It's a difference in do you think individuals have rights or do you not? And I find it tragically ironic and sadly hilarious that um, there's a lot of people out there that want to scream about freedom and my body, my choice, and you can't make me get a vaccine, you can't make me wear a mask. But, you know, fourteen year old Sally down the street with the uh pervert uncle, she's just gonna have to carry that baby, right? It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I'm starting to get angry. This is not the country I signed up to defend. This is not the country that I was willing to die for in my idiotic early 20s. If you disagree with any of what I said, you're welcome to never listen to this show again. And you don't even have to tell me. Just just fuck off. Go away. Try to talk about something a little more lighthearted. Square Enix sold a bunch of their shit this week. Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, um, bunch of IPs, um, sold them to Embracer Group. Which is uh, increasingly one of those big corporate conglomerates that owns everything. Um, Embracer is paying $300 million for Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal. Um, More than 50 intellectual properties including Deus Ex, Thief, and Tomb Raider. Um, They're doing it on a cash and debt-free basis, quote-unquote, to be paid in full in closing. Um, they're acquiring roughly 1,100 employees from the three studios across eight locations. Um, this is a good typo here in the Game Inform article. This purchase is expected to close during the second year of Embracer's 22, 2022 to 2023 financial year. Sometime between July and September of this year. Square Enix America and Europe. Uh, their CEO, Phil Rogers, says that 
Embracer is the best kept secret in gaming and that it's a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. He calls Embracer Group the perfect fit for Square Enix America and Europe's ambitions, uh, which is to make high-quality games with great people sustainably to grow our existing franchises to their best versions. Um, They just recently announced that there's a new Tomb Raider game coming out, and uh, so it's going to be an Embracer title. Um, Embracer's also getting Marvel's Avengers and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Studios. Um, so I wonder, wonder what kind of like patches and development stuff, DLC and stuff we might see for those. Um, and Square Enix is saying they are adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment with the rise of blockchain technology, cloud gaming, and AI and investing in each. This transaction will assist the company in adapting to the changes under the way in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources, which will enhance corporate value blech, by accelerating growth in the company's core businesses in the digital entertainment domain, Square Enix wrote in their own release. In addition, the transaction enables the launch of a new business by moving forward with investment in fields such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Basically repeating what I just said. Um... Let's see. Square Enix continue, will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. Uh, two of those three are terrible. Um, Yeah, Embracer Group owns a lot of shit. They bought Saber Interactive back in 2020, and then they also picked up Dark Horse Media and uh, in 2021. Um, used to love Dark Horse comics. It's an interesting story. Um, on one hand, it's good in the sense that maybe Embracer will be less uh, dickheaded about success because it's been repeatedly said that over the last several years that even games that sold incredibly well by every standard um square enix was unhappy with the last tomb raider game guardians of the galaxy um so maybe embracer will have a a more intelligent view of those things um It's interesting to see where it goes. Now, the, the thing to me that um, I find the most hilariously timed about this is uh, the NFT market is collapsing right now. Um, NFT sales plummet 92% two days ago. 
Here's a Kotaku article. NFT market collapses just as Square Enix sells Tomb Raider to get big, to bet big on blockchain. <laughs> the Kotaku article, man. You know what no one could have predicted? Uh, who wrote this before I start reading it? John Walker at Kotaku. You know what no one could have ever predicted? That a market based on imaginary ownership ownership of infinitely duplicatable JPEG images might not be in-game, long-term, sustainable. As the Wall Street Journal reports, the NFT market is flatlining, down 92% from last September. Which makes it just the most incredible time for Japanese publisher Square Enix to gamble on the batshit scheme. Uh, I just seen an article yesterday. Uh, one of the Bored Ape Yacht Club sons of bitches was talking about how he lost lost huge on on NFTs. Um, he even oddly enough mentioned selling a son. I, I I didn't read the article far enough to see what that was about, but it was in the headline. Um, It uh, it's fascinating, just fucking fascinating. It's all a scam. Not to get political again, but uh, money's fake, guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems. Um, money's fake. We all fight and claw every day, just to exist. Our entire survival is dependent on a thing that is not real. The Obi-Wan trailer dropped this week. I watched it this morning before recording. It looks great. You know, um, McGregor's Obi-Wan was one of the, definitely one of the high points of the prequel trilogy. Um, I'd say him and Natalie Portman are the, are the best parts of it. Um, I, I went back a couple years ago and watched Revenge of the Sith again, and it's still one of the better Star Wars movies, uh, but it is terrible in a, in a, from a quality perspective, like the CGI is bad, it's aged terribly, um, and that was one of the things I was afraid of even back then. When George Lucas leaned so hard into CGI backgrounds and animation and stuff, is that the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s CGI was not going to hold up, and it doesn't. Um, I highly recommend go back and watch the version of Revenge of the Sith that is uh, where they translated the script into Mandarin and then back to English. I, th- I think it was Mandarin. They translated it twice, from English to not English, back to English. And it creates some hilarious syntax and word choices and stuff. And then people re-recorded the entire movie with that dialogue. And I literally, I watched it one night on YouTube and was crying. I was laughing so hard at it. Um, 
it is a highly recommended way to watch Revenge of the Sith. Um, uh, yeah, Star Wars The Third Gathers, colon, The Backstroke of the West. Um, is a bootleg version of Star Wars 3 Revenge of the Sith containing hilarious subtitles uh, translated poorly from Chinese. Um, it is the best way to watch Revenge of the Sith. Um, especially <laughs> like my, my single favorite image of us right here in front of me where Vader instead of screaming no really loud and in pain it says do not want <laughs> I fucking love it it's so funny <laughs> just just ridiculous nonsense like when Obi-Wan says he has the high ground <laughs> says the geography that I stands compares you superior um it is so funny that oh man oh sorry about that tangent it I, I gotta watch that again um the Inquisitors from Fallen Order are in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer there would seem to be a big part of the Obi-Wan series, which, you know, shores up that Fallen Order is canonical now. Um, Fallen Order was a great game. It really was. Um, it was like a Souls Light Star Wars game uh, with Metroidvania aspects. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope they make a sequel. Um, I think they are. I know there's a whole slew of Star Wars games coming. Um, but I... I'm very excited for this Star Wars um, Obi-Wan show. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to Chelsea about watching it with her or, or getting access to her Disney Prime. Disney Prime, Disney Plus, because uh, I haven't watched Moon Knight yet. I need to watch Moon Knight um, as well. <sighs> but the Obi Wan trailer looks good. There's some really great little scenes in it, like when he's talking to uh, Uncle Owen, and he's like, he needs to be trained when he's of age, and he's like, like you trained his father. It's like, ooh, big dig. Um, and then we get you know some Vader teasers in the trailer too. Um, The Inquisitors, though, are, are one of the things that I really enjoy about it. Um, read this article real quick yeah I like the poster a lot where you've got like it's Obi-Wan from like the shoulders down 
and then in, in right in the middle of his chest you see Vader standing on a ledge with his lightsaber drawn um Interesting pictures Game Informer went with. Got one of Obi-Wan's face and one of Vader's uh, light-up chest piece. Um, but I, I just, I'm thrilled at the use of the Inquisitors because they were so good in um, Fallen Order. I will say my only gripe with Fallen Order is there's that one boss fight in the middle of the game that was just really fucking difficult. Like, frustratingly difficult. Um, it was like this really random, like, super difficulty spike. Like, I found that boss tougher than the end game. Um, which is probably my only real complaint of, of the game. Um, I just, people that know me and people that made it through that rant earlier should probably not be surprised that, like, one of my favorite types of villains, and it's the reason why I love the Empire and Star Wars so much, is that I love in fiction, not in the real world. I don't want to live with it here in the real world. Um, I don't want no Handmaid's Tale bullshit. Uh, I like religious zealots as bad guys, especially when they're in power. Um, so it makes like the the Inquisition such a, a good um, archetype for a villain, you know, the, the kind of villain who believes they're doing right while they're being just sinisterly evil is so good in fiction, not so good in real reality. Like I I don't want to live with that in reality. I I, I really don't. Um, Christo fascism has no place. Uh, You know, the expression, Jesus wept. Like, literally, I believe Jesus would cry over what people do in his name. Uh, he would be heartbroken. Um, but it makes for great fictional villains. Um, and that's what I... When the, 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 like, the, the Inquisitors are, are that for me. They're, they're these true believers of the Empire's bullshit. Uh, and I think it's great that they're getting a live-action adaptation. I love it. Uh, where are we at? I think that might be it for this week's show. Yeah, we're at 46 minutes. I got to start getting ready uh, for my morning plans. Um, I'll be back later today online on Twitch. Going to play some Elden Ring today, guys. Yay! Um, and maybe do like a late Coffee and Crossing. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll just save Coffee and Crossing for the morning. I, I, I don't know. Things are up in the air. I'm going to go uh, get ready to watch an excellent Marvel movie. Uh, if I have to, I'll double mask. Um, I'm going to stay safe, but I'm also going to have fun. I'm not, uh, I'm going to dip my toe out there into, into public life again for the first time in two years, uh, outside of work and groceries and stuff. So I love you all, especially those of you that made it through my political rant earlier and are still here. Um, it's mother's day weekend. If you have a mother that you celebrate, or if you are a mother that is worthy of celebrating, happy Mother's Day. Um, I mean that sincerely. And if you're not one of those worthy of celebrating mothers, work on yourself. 
get better. Your kids deserve better. Your kids deserve better than than to to fear you or to not be able to talk to you um, or to be disrespected by you. Um, If you're an adult with an adult mother, obviously, um, I hope your mother is understanding and doesn't do things like block you on social media for disagreeing with them Um, or for daring to point out, like, you know, the the fallacy of their crazy right-wing beliefs. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all of you that try to do right by your kids and love your kids unconditionally and are supportive of your children. I'll be back next week with more. Uh, As always, excuse me, as always, I remind you that you can follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Reddit. We have a Discord, although Reddit and Discord I, need to, I still need to get better at using. Um, you can support us on Patreon. You can support us on Coffee. You can support us on Venmo. And also through Twitch. And Twitch subs and bits and stuff are helpful, or will be eventually. Um... We try to stream every other weekend, uh, Animal Crossing and Coffee, followed by whatever game I'm playing at the time. Like I said, right now, Elden Ring. Uh, I, I also try to, I try, I fail often, to stream two or three days during the week as well, um, pending my energy levels and depression, right? Um, or what else i got going on. You know, like if I have a chore-heavy day, I'm probably not going to get to play. Um But I think that does it for this week. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ordinary Podcast, polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I have been your ordinary nerdy host, Shad. And thank you for listening. Thank you for making me a part of your day. And I'll see you next week.